This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by BoxBox, the ultimate unboxing experience delivered to your doorstep every month. Sign up to BoxBox today to receive a box filled with 5 to 10 smaller boxes of various sizes and materials. There's something for everyone. Plastic boxes, leather boxes, good old-fashioned corrugated cardboard, fabric boxes, glass boxes, wood. For only $30 a month, BoxBox sends you a collection of boxes valued up to $50. Don't wait. These boxes are going quick. That's BoxBox, the monthly box box. Sign up today. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool, collected nihilist, and David Day, a cool guy who's always cool, apparently. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older, older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm Bryce. And I'm a cool guy who's always cool, David mm-hmm. Day. Yeah. Uh... Cool guy. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Um, just a couple plugs. Please visit our website at horrormovietalk.com, and you'll find links to our social media there and all of our old episodes. Uh, leave a comment if you like on this episode's post. We post every Wednesday. And so subscribe and leave a review of the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. Yeah, we know you haven't done it yet. Because we don't have any. <laughs> Actually, we I checked iTunes, yeah. and we have one that I cannot attribute to a family member. Or friend. Or friend. But and friend reviews, welcome. Not not like that's not welcome. If you're my friend. Right. In fact, it's, it's at that point, it's expected. Yeah, it's you're a repugnant person if you're a friend, <laughs> and you haven't left a review at this point. <laughs> no. Uh, a little bit. I'm going to say it. Uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I checked our iTunes, and we got one like genuine review from Zermby. Yeah, that's right. Which yeah. I, I hope is not my wife. I, I doubt it. I doubt her username is Zermby, but yeah. it could be. I don't know. I don't know everything she does. What are we reviewing today? Today we are reviewing Halloween. Guess. Guess which one? What does that mean? <laughs> Halloween the 20, most, 2018. The most recent one that's called Halloween. So we'll start out by giving a short review and a score of the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. You know how 1 to 10 works. One, five, is, one yeah. is bad, ten is good. Yeah, and five is totally average. Five yeah. is not a bad score. It's an average score. Right. Later, we'll be doing a couple bits. We'll be doing our audience favorite <laughs> taglines. <laughs> I don't know. We don't, we don't know what our audience actually likes. We just get like, hey, you guys are kind of funny. So we hope some of these bits, you know, land. Yeah. But one of them is taglines where we replace the official tagline for the movie for one we think goes better right yeah and we'll also be playing another round of lifetime movie or horror movie where i read a synopsis of a movie and david has to guess whether it's from the lifetime channel or whether it's a horror movie found on netflix this is a hard game and you should play along at home and tell us how you do because i it's not easy right and we'll wrap it up with some horror movie news. Uh, so thanks again for listening, and let's get into the show. So we went and saw Halloween, and it definitely maintains its place as the archetypal slasher movie. Here's the trailer. 
Testing one, two, three. We're on. We're here to investigate a patient that killed three innocent teenagers on a Halloween in 1978. He was shot by his own psychiatrist and taken into custody that night. And has spent the last 40 years in captivity. Hello, Michael. I have something you might like to see. Everyone in my family like turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean, your grandmother is Lori Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No, it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? Who the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. sequel to the original halloween released in 1978 i think i guessed that i hope that's the right year i think it's 1978 right uh yeah um it actually ignore ignores the storylines and continuity of the other nine sequels and or reboots there have been so many halloweens that this is actually the third movie with just the title halloween yeah, I see, so I think obviously the first one was the first, and then the second one was Rob Zombie's remake, mm-hmm. uh, which was, uh, in my opinion, not good mm-hmm. because, uh, as I have said before, it just felt like people were putting cigarette butts out on me for the duration <laughs> of an hour and a half long movie. And now there's this one. Yeah, it's kind of a little confusing because it's supposed to be. It's not a reboot. It is a direct sequel, but it's still called the same title as the movie that it's a sequel to. Right. The film does the franchise proud and plays to all the strengths of the original. Um, Not that I can say because I haven't seen the original. (laughs) I saw it, but it was so long ago that I feel ashamed to to be... To comment on it. Yeah, to comment on it. So if you haven't seen any of the other Halloween movies like me, you don't have to worry about catching up. There is... 
um, you know, it's the simplest form of the slasher. There's not much plot to catch up on from the first movie. Um, it's as simple as a dude in a mask who wants to kill people. Yeah, it's super bare bones, yeah. and and it's effective because of it. Right. So the dude in this case is Michael Myers, who is treated with the utmost morbid reverence uh, at the opening of the movie by two journalists, podcasters a la Serial, if you're a podcast fan, which you are because you're listening to us. And uh, in the opening sequence, uh, they're seeking out answers to the killing spree that Myers went on 40 years ago. Several times throughout the movie, it's underlined that uh, we have no clue as to what Michael Myers' motivation for killing is. And that's what makes him truly terrifying. It's just a simple, just death. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of, like angst and desire for every everyone in this movie is like michael say something <laughs> and mike mikey don't say shit <laughs> uh jamie lee curtis of course reprises her role as laurie strode this time 40 years older and ready to, to brandish a stockpile of guns to kill michael before he kills her along for the ride are her daughter karen played by judy greer and her granddaughter allison played by the newcomer andy matichak this was a high quality slasher that lives up to the spirit of the original there is no gimmickry nothing is too over the top it just is a slow pursuit of a psychopath with a knife you truly feel that no one's safe as with most slashers, it's pretty easy to predict killings before they happen if you're inoculated to slashers. However, there are some great sequences that toy with your expectations and some genuinely great gore. It's not all surface level. There is a tasteful and believable character development of Laurie Strode in regards to the fallout from her trauma and PTSD. In short, the writers and director understand what works about the Halloween franchise and use it to the maximum effect. I gave it a score of 9 out of 10. That's, I, I thought it was a fantastic movie. I turned the page not knowing what your score was going to be. That's a shocking score for me to hear. Because, I, and I, like, <clears throat> everybody should know going in that, my, and, and also please excuse my voice, I have a little bit of a, a throat thing. Um, I do not like slashers, just kind of generally, just because they're so predictable. And, I mean, yeah, they're they're great. If you're in 1978 <laughs> or even the early 80s, but at this point they're so fucked out, I can't. Like I've, I just know everything that's going to happen before it happens. It's not, it's not scary. It doesn't mean this wasn't a good movie. I think it was a good movie. I give it a strong seven. But it, I mean, like, yeah, it seems like we're always like two points off from each other. Now, I think yeah. I think if I were to go back to review the tape, we we're always about two points off. Yeah, I think, like for example, we gave Puppet Master a seven. I think I, seven out of ten. Yeah, and there was someone on Reddit that was like a seven out of ten. I th- I heard this movie was a real piece of shit. And, yeah, it is a real piece of shit. I mean, but for what it is, a B-movie that, you know, just has exploitational gore, it is a really good version of that. Right. And so this, being a slasher movie of just a dude coming after people with a knife, it is 
almost the best version of that that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, well, I don't think you've seen a lot of slashers, because there's a lot of slashers that, in my opinion, really outweigh this in, well, maybe not outweigh this. There's not a lot. Let's say this is definitely who, at the top of the pile. Who would you, what slasher would you score above this? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for sure. And probably Natural Born Killers, although that's not a, yeah. technically a slasher. It is definitely a horror movie, um, even though it's like a political commentary and all that kind of bullshit. But, yeah. Um, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I would see, yeah, I would see that Texas Chainsaw Massacre would be like a 10 because it's yeah. so influential and it, it is it stands on its own. Yeah, this is definitely a top-tier slasher, but... That being said, top tier slashers, I mean, are still not my favorite. Like, it's just not what I go for. Right. So, therefore, it yeah. loses some points for me. I mean, I was thinking about giving it an eight, but I can't. I could not think of any other slasher that I invo- enjoyed as much as this one. What about Puppet Master of the Littlest Reich? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same thing. No, it is not, not the same thing. Not at all. the same thing. By the way, if you haven't listened to our last episode on Puppet Master of the Littlest Reich. We like that episode, but I, apparently no one else <laughs> no, no, actually, no one cares about Puppet Master. Actually, it's got a decent amount of listens at this point. Does but, it? All right. But, um, but, yeah, I like that episode, the Puppet Master episode, because we, we I think I liked it because we sounded good on it. it right. It, was a ve- it flowed very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the discussion portion. Okay, so just so you know, uh, we'll have some points of discussion that aren't spoilers, and then once we get into spoilers, we'll make sure to to flag it. And if you want to skip forward and skip any spoilers if you haven't seen Halloween yet, we'll have the time code for the next bit. At the bottom of our post. At the bottom of our post for this episode. Or in the description, if you're in the... If you're in the uh, podcast app, just look at the uh, the show notes, and it'll have it at the bottom. Yeah. First thing to talk about, uh, and a big part of the the underlying theme of this movie was trying to determine Michael Myers' motivation. Yeah, and you can't, and that's that's the spookiest thing about. Yeah. That's the thing that works the most about this this brand. Right. Right is. Michael Myers doesn't say anything. You know who else doesn't say anything is Jason. But uh and then and then you have the total polar opposite of that, which is Freddy, and he said he never stops talking. Um <laughs> right. but but the and the difference between Michael and Jason is Michael is a person. Right. Like he's a real person. They kind of toy with I, and I'm sure that throughout the franchise, they've they've gone the whole spectrum of whether there's a paranormal yeah. element of Michael. But in this oh, yeah. film, in this film, they definitely kept it to this is a dude, and now he's an old man because he's been in jail for forty years. Yeah, this is an unstoppable man. There's no injury or anything that wouldn't be unbelievable to survive. Right, like everything you could you could imagine, like a super determined and like resilient person could just stand up from and still you know go to try to kill people yeah we were discussing this on the car ride home from the movie and in like 
while it doesn't necessarily work for me so well, Michael Myers is the most believable slasher character, apart from maybe Leatherface. But Michael Myers is maybe a little bit more believable because he's just a person. Right. And he kills people. Right. And that shit happens all the time. People <laughs> kill people all the time. Yeah, I think that's like the underlying fear is that you see serial killers and people that kill and have no remorse whatsoever and you listen to interviews from them and they'll give reasons but they're very unsatisfying yeah yeah like like, listen to iceman interviews yeah so unsatisfying and but morbid like it's it's it'll turn your stomach to hear this guy talk about like the people he's killed he's just like oh yeah yeah oh yeah and so you know this dude looked at me funny and so i just shot him right in public yeah it's like what wait can you elaborate a little bit? He's like, about what? Well, why'd you shoot him? I, I told, I told you he looked at me funny. And frankly, right now you're kind of pissing me off too. Right. Like, like that's all it takes for that guy. Right. And Michael doesn't even doesn't say anything, and yeah. so it's the least satisfying and the most terrifying. Right. Because all that you can derive is is momentary, and it's right before he kills you is. Michael wants to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and later in the spoiler section we'll talk about some of the deaths and some of the some of the the questions I have of who exactly does Michael Myers target if there are any rules because I've heard like people talk about how Halloween kind of gives the definition of like who who is attacked by a slasher and I think, you know, Scream really goes off of those rules a lot, but I couldn't really see much of a rhyme or reason in in this movie there were some there were some little nods at it okay like like I, well we'll, I, talk, I wanna, we'll talk about it in i want to get back section. to this but i don't want to forget about this i've got it written down okay okay good um <clears throat> so the other main character we need to talk about of course is laurie strode and 40 years later she's damaged goods good lord is she damaged goods yeah. jamie lee curtis did a great job yeah she did in this movie she she brought it you know yeah and uh so it talks about how she had a couple fa- failed marriages. She's estranged from her daughter and her family completely. She's living out in the woods and like a, you know, basically a bunker of a house and just sitting around doing target practice. I don't know how she makes money. Doesn't ever go into that. Yeah. She, she's retired from being a trauma victim, I guess. Yeah. She had to, and she had to have a decent amount of money because while that house was meager, <laughs> while the house, like the looks of the house was meager, the place was basically a maximum security prison. And mannequins are expensive. No, those were fiberglass. She could have just like molded those. She could have, she had one mannequin and produced a bunch off of it. All right. Well, fiberglass is expensive. So is it? I don't think it is. <laughs> it's called um, fiberglass. Um, I turned to David once, and and uh, I really. Oh, my kids are running around. They're probably playing Power Rangers. Um, so the uh, at one point I turned to, to David because she mentions that she has two failed marriages, and I want to believe in an expanded universe in which Halloween is connected to True Lies. And so the Jamie Lee Curtis's character in True Lies later became, it was actually Laurie Strode in, in uh, Witness Protection. And then she came back 
Because she got all those gun skills and stuff, probably from being a secret agent. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's a good point. So, you know, she's able to hide herself. You you know, (laughs) at some point during the movie, I was like... So one of her failed marriages could have been Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It failed because at some point long ago, Jamie Lee Curtis came out about her shallow vagina. (laughs) What? I I turned to you and said this during the movie. I was like, Jamie Lee Curtis has a shallow vagina. (laughs) And you're like, you like looked at me just the way you're looking at me now. And you're like, what? I was like, I'll put it in the pod. And (laughs) she came out and she's like, it's a rare condition that affects some women. And I thought, well, that's a funny condition. And it is. It's only like a couple inches deep. Wow. Yeah, she talks about it. Dang. I'm sorry, Jamie Lee. I didn't mean to put you on blast like that, but it's very interesting. Man. It's too bad she's too old. Yeah. She, she would have been my soulmate. The The original <laughs> screen... <laughs> oh, man. The original Scream Queen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just shows you if if you're one of those people with a micro penis, there's someone for everyone. There's someone for everyone. There really is. Just find a shallow vagina. I mean, it might there maybe there's like a dating app. For, no, these are to people, match them up. These are people who will never find each other because you just don't you nope. just don't transmit this stuff unless you're me. Yeah. And apparently you. Yeah. And Jamie Lee. Okay, never mind. There is definitely right. hope. <laughs> so yeah, I think David's theory that her failed marriages had to do with. You know, shallow vaginism. Now, I could be way off, and I could just be talking out of my ass on this, <laughs> but I don't think so. So well, if yeah, I am, the I other, expect to be called on it. Well, the other rumor was that Jamie Lee Curtis was transsexual, right? Um, I think, yeah, I think something spun off of that, and she, like, cleared the water by uh. saying... No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Whatever you say, whatever you're saying. I don't have a penis. I just have a very, very shallow <laughs> vagina. Uh, All right, you so, learn something new every day. So Halloween. So Halloween. <laughs> um. So there's a, another thing. So Michael Myers. It's also referred to as the shape in the original. I believe he was referred to as the shape. Yeah, yeah which is an interesting name. Uh, yeah, I think he was it. credited as the shape. Yeah. He wasn't credited even, as Mike Myers. Yeah, even in this movie, it's the same. But why? Because they call him Mike Myers. Right. His given name is Mike Myers. Well, I, I wonder if the in the original movie they don't tell his. I mean, no, I yeah, would, they do because do they from the, he's from a the little because the movie starts out. I, I think, if I recall, the movie starts out with him as a little kid, and he's got the Halloween mask on. He goes, grabs a knife, and then the camera is behind his, is behind the eyes of mm. his of his mask, and it's like a first person view of him killing his sister, who's very good looking. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it's just John Carpenter knowing what works. Yeah, the shape is the shape. much scarier than Mike Myers. Yeah, and just. It there is a shape. There's a silhouette that you recognize. Yeah, you can't just the stance. Him. Yeah, of just like, you know, someone ready to, <laughs> to ready for action and holding a knife. Um, so the shape, what I'm assuming is the the telltale signs of, or what the defining characteristics of the shape are the stiff walk, and in this and this is very slow because he's an old man. 
Yeah. Yeah, he uh yeah, stiff walk. He's got a he's got the mask in this film. It's very weathered. Yeah, they did like, a, they went to a there's a big like everybody cared so much about the mask. And it's like first of all, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's an iconic mask and it's it's interesting and stuff, but it's a I don't know. There's a big big hubbub about like, "Oh my god, the mask." And it's like, "Yeah, it's the same mask. Shut up." They I scratched it, was, it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was like the weathering that they did on it looks really cool. And like <laughs> I mean, cuz it's probably supposed to denote, yeah, this has been in like crates and yeah, moved around a lot. Lockers. And it's got weathering and, you know, it's old foam that probably was only supposed to last one season. But also there's a real subtle like old manning of the mask too to where it's yeah. kind of got like a sad old expression on it yeah you know it's, it's not quite expressionless it's got a very subtle like oh, old man mask. <laughs> i'm a sad man i'm a sad old man <laughs> and then i just want to kill people <laughs> they keep running away <laughs> and then the last part is the heavy breathing yeah yeah a lot of Yeah, and it's I, all those things put together are very effective in in creating just the image of this killer. Um, yeah, so we already already talked about that. So let's get into spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. So yeah, let's talk about who exactly Michael Myers targets. So I can tell you who he doesn't target. And I'm grateful for. And this is the spoiler section, so if you want to see this movie, and you should go see this movie, because it is it is a solid addition to the Halloween uh It's the best movie franchise. we've seen this, this, this month, this Halloween season, right? Um... I mean, of the new releases, I like... I mean, it's not mine, but... What, it, what's your favorite out of the this Halloween season? Uh, so far, I'm going to say Mandy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh, uh, so I can tell you who he doesn't target, and I'm very thankful for it, because it would have been cheap. He doesn't kill an infant right. that yeah. he walks by right at, d- directly after killing the mother. The mother. Yeah. Like, by bludgeoning her to death with a hammer. Yeah, you got a crying baby. And it's like, oh, no. And he walks by the crib, and I'm just like, oh. Baby, don't cry. Don't you know there's a killer in the house? Yeah, and uh, and he doesn't do it. And I'm very thankful for that, because that, that would be a Rob Zombie move right there. Right. And it would have sickened me to my core, and it's not necessary, and they didn't do it. He also doesn't target little kids who are running around outside on Halloween. Right. And one whose house he breaks into. He right. leaves them alone. And that's... Just fine by me. Right. That's, I think that's cheap shit, in, and and it's dumb to go for it, and I respect your movie less when you just just mercilessly just torture and kill little kids. It's I, I don't like that. Yeah, and it gives you somewhere to go for sequels. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it open. Just keeping it open. Just you know, keeping the option. Maybe maybe that's the lesson that they haven't learned about Michael Myers is you just need to send a horde of children 
at oh, him. Oh, Children of the Corn versus Michael. Yeah, and he'll be hopeless. The lamest movie slasher oh movie gosh. versus the coolest slasher movie. Yeah. I'm, we've we've been making efforts to catch up on on our uh, horror movie history. We sat and watched the the first um Nightmare on Elm Street and we started watching Children of the Corn and it was miserable. We, we both just, finished it. Yeah, yeah, we both finished it independently. We couldn't finish that night cuz it was so boring and we we're tired. Ugh. 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 Anyways, yeah, Children of the Corn versus Michael Myers, like I think Children would come out on top from from Michael's rule. The other the other stuff yeah, I mean he he wa- he's walking around in a crowded street on Halloween. And he doesn't just stab the little kids as, as he's going. Yeah, she he goes in and kills like someone just giving out candy. Yeah, like, eh, why not? Yeah, he's he's very random at at first, and then he and then he kind of like hones in. Yeah, it's great because you, you don't know his motivation and you don't really know his rules, so the dread is played with quite a bit um, in those situations. And then there's there is a situation in which. Um, the granddaughter of Laurie Strode, Allison, um, <clears throat> through a course of events, is in the back seat of a truck with of a police car with Michael Myers as Mike is unconscious. Yeah, think, so you're just like, okay, well, he's gonna wake up and kill her. Yeah, think about the back seat of a, a police anything, right? right? It's caged off. The doors are locked. Right. Right. So she's back there with a knocked out Mike Myers and you're just like, oh my God, she's definitely dead. Like there's no way. And then he just ignores her completely and yeah, goes for uh goes doctor. for the doctor. Yeah. Because the doctor pissed him off more somehow. Well, goes for the doctor who just spent, who just killed a dude to save Michael. Right. Right. Rude. R- yeah. But. While he was doing it, he wore the mask. Mm. He wore Michael's mm. mask because Michael got knocked out by the truck that that the police officer was driving. And then, um, yeah, and then the doctor was like, "No, you can't kill him. He is a, he is property of the state. We have to keep." And then he kills the yeah. police officer who's who's going to basically kill Michael. Yeah, but he wears the mask while he's doing it, and he gets a taste. He gets a taste of what killing's like. He's like, "I wonder what what it's like to be Michael." Yeah. What? Why? Why does Michael do this? And then he kills the police officer, and he's like, "Oh." So yeah, trying I get to it now. trying to find out Michael Myers's motivation will drive you insane and make you a killer, also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It make you appreciate the simplicity of killing. Right. Um. On on the note of not killing children, the smartest character in the movie is that black kid. Oh yeah, that man. Black. Yeah. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> and he just runs out of the house. It's like the the boyfriend's coming in to save his babysitter and he's like, "You're going to get killed. See ya." Yeah. <laughs> You're going to die. Yeah. That, Go upstairs. You're going to die. That kid was great comic relief. Yeah. That that was great. So the writers in this movie, so there's several, but I think the main two are the director and Danny McBride. Uh, I'm so bad with this kind of stuff. You don't don't so, look at me with expectant eyes. So you don't if you don't recognize the name Danny McBride, like you would recognize his face. You know, did you ever watch Eastbound and Down? Is that uh is that the um the one with uh the the guy uh <laughs> with with Danny McBride. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. yeah. So the Danny McBride that you've seen in comedies he so he was the co-writer of this movie oh and he it was like basically his his project too i mean it was his 
you know, he was one of the two that really pushed this going forward. I'll be darned. So I expected it to be a little more schlocky, schlocky yeah. or uh, cheap humor and stuff. But yeah, there was, wasn't much. It was, no, it it was wasn't pretty much. good. It was a solid edition. It was like there was no punches pulled in this. It was just a solid movie. It had good structure, good foundation. Right. Another great moment in the movie is the Capo Lanterns. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the cops, there's some cops that are going and investigating this whole scene where Michael just killed. Let's, let's be really clear here. The cop, so there's two, there's a, 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 a team of two cops sitting in a car outside of Jamie Lee Curtis's house. They're basically babysitting her, uh-huh. you know, because they know that Michael's probably going to come hit her up. Right. Down the street, they see another cop car. Like, it jacked around. Uh-huh. This is the cop car that contained Michael, Jamie Lee's granddaughter, and the doctor. In mm-hmm. And and the scene that... So all these... Yeah. So Michael killing the doctor happens, you know, just probably about 200 yards down away from, from these cops. But they see the lights and they're like, what are they doing down there? Why is he just stopping down there and not talking? So they drive up, guns drawn, and then... The the next time they reappear, uh, the car arrives in front of Laurie Strode's house, and the uh, the husband son in law yeah the son in law of Jamie goes Lee. out to check like hey cops how's it going you guys yeah. you guys uh coming in what you guys doing and he goes up to the window and it, it looks like there's some jack o' lanterns in the seats behind the heavily tinted cop windows mm-hmm. and then he opens the door and there are the actual heads of the cops made into jack-o'-lanterns which was with their with their mag lights yeah lighting up their their their, their degloved faces yeah i gotta say it was pretty kick-ass yeah it was that's a, a great, great I, I was worried that i would forget about that to mention it yeah but. also oh yeah the the other great death was uh the head stomp who who, oh. who got the head stomp i can't remember yeah was that the doctor that might have been yes the doctor. it yeah, was, that the, was doctor. the doctor so yeah, there's there's a head explosion in this one. Oh man, that always gets extra points for me. Big old, big old army boot, mm-hmm. just bam. Um, so Lori Strode is on the hunt, and we talked briefly about her house, but her house is like, I mean, she is fortress. ready to tangle, and and uh, once she sees that Michael is at her house, she is ready for it, and. She's in the basement with her daughter, and then she shoots him through the floor, and this is where the logic goes off the rails <laughs> for me, because yeah. it's like, all right, I gotta go finish him off, and then she gets out of her heavily fortified bunker and to basement. go go hunt him in the house. Yeah, why would you leave, like... So she had this basement that was just full of guns. Mm-hmm. It was heavily fortified. It was impossible to get into. It was basically, it was just a big panic room. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves it with Michael just wandering through her house. And it's like, mm, yeah, I get it. This is a horror movie, but don't, bitch, don't do that. And then the, but it's revealed that like she's basically clearing each room and then shuts it off with like a gate. Yeah, these... so it's where like, all right, Michael, you're not going to be able to hide in any of these rooms. I'm actually just like every room in the house trapping you. Every room in the house was equipped with this like big, heavy prison gate that just fell down with the push of a an alarm button. Yeah, 
And so she she hunts him down, and uh, the question I ask is, she's got cameras everywhere. Why doesn't she look at the cameras ever to try that's, to find them? That's true. Although he he cut the power to the house or something like that. Like, oh, maybe she did. No, I don't. I don't think so. Every light was off in there. No, she turned off all. Yeah, the lights. they turned off all the lights. But yeah, the, even the placement of the cameras for the video cameras didn't make sense. The kitchen. It, it, it was in the kitchen above the bunker. Yeah. Not well, I'm sure there was the CCTVs down below. Yeah, but n- they were never used. In, I mean, if you if you have enough money to put like a prison door on every single door in your house, don't you think you'd have like money to just rig up like a like an automatic turret or something? Yeah, I mean, yes, but then this movie would be boring. Right. So uh, she goes through the house. I guess before that, there's there's a brief tussle before she gets in the basement. She's trying to look, and then in the scene in that's actually in the trailer, Michael Myers, his arms burst through the window and start strangling her through the door. Through the door. Yeah, the window's around the door. Which is great. And Laurie shoots off several fingers on his hand, yeah. which is great. Which is like, it's playing around with the the idea of this is an unstoppable killer. You know, this is an unstoppable, you know, supernatural force. They even call him the shape, and she just altered his shape because she shot off some fingers. You know? Yeah. That's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And then the drawback about slashers is there's a necessity to make characters do illogical things to yes. make it interesting. Yeah. That's part of it. There's always, there always has to be a moment where you just say, no, don't do that. Bitch, don't go in there. He got a knife. Bitch, get out the house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and. And so there was, this was probably the most satisfying version of that because it shows her going out and hunting him, but it shows that she had planned for it and that she had a reason for how she was doing it. And it's nice they even had like a callback to the original movie with when Michael Myers supposedly kills Laurie Strode, the shot from the balcony looking down for her on the ground. That's taken from the original. Oh, yeah. I've seen clips of it. Yeah. And then it's revealed at the very end that um, all this was basically to trap Michael in that basement that they're hiding in because they knew he would come for him. And so they trap him and then they set the house on fire. Yeah, with a with an elaborate house fire. <laughs> like, you know how you, how some houses or buildings have have um fire retardant systems with like sprinklers and stuff this house had the opposite of that with fire sprinklers that shot out fire (laughs) and intentionally burned the house down turned it into an inferno yeah and there he stands in the basement trapped looking up at looking up at jamie lee and her daughter and her granddaughter with just hate just like burning to death just sitting there just like "Ah, i hate you i'm michael myers right and if I were, but he her, didn't say any of that. He was very quiet. Yeah, if he, if you're burning the house and he was just looking at me through these, you know, slats that were blocking him in, I would still shoot him in the face a couple times. Yeah, know, there's no me. reason not to. I mean, unless you're looking to make a sequel. That is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they want to do that. <laughs> why? <laughs> Who likes money? Uh, so yeah, that's. It was a great movie. I I really really liked it. I think it's my favorite of the season. Um, the most enjoyable theater going experience so far. Um, so go see it, especially if you like slashers. So yeah, I mean, who who would you recommend? Who would like this movie? Um, 
You know, the theater, uh, so we went on opening night, so a Thursday night, um, I was all jacked up on Tylenol and Advil because I was in the middle of a pretty decent cold at that point, um, starting to feel better. But the point is, opening night was raucous. People in that theater were going like, oh, 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 you know, for certain parts. Like it was, it was, which normally like... In the past, that would have bothered me, but now with horror movies and and doing this opening night thing, I like it. Yeah. So, because it's kind of like a fun kind of energy, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to contribute to it because I'm not a dick. But uh, but I think if you're looking for a fun time and like something that's not going to like scare the shit out of you, this is this is that. Yeah. And it's a good movie. I think it's just a good movie. No, it is just a good movie, and. I mean, it's just got, it's got good legs, you know, it's just, it is just, it's just very what it is. It's Michael Myers walking from, from one point on the stage (laughs) to another with intent. Like that's all he wants to do is get from one part of the set to another. Yeah. And it's got, it grounds it in reality and shows the effects of what this would do to a person if they survived that trauma. Yeah. Like, I, I think they they handled it really well. Yeah, I mean, for a Thursday night, I think it was one of the more well-attended, you know, pre-opening nights. Yeah, there were couples who came in uh, during the during the trailers who had to, you know, had to sit in the front row. Right. Anyways, yeah, it was, it's good. Highly recommended. Today's tagline is brought to you by BokBox, America's favorite protein source delivered monthly to your doorstep. That's right, BokBox is a monthly subscription box filled with chicken and chicken byproducts. There's something for everyone. Thighs, legs, gizzards, brains, breasts, legs, wings, neck. Why go to the grocery store when you can just have it delivered to your doorstep? I don't know. Just subscribe to BokBox today. That's BokBox. Go to BokBox.in and type in horror at checkout to get an extra leg. Here's tagline. All right, taglines is a bit where we replace the tagline for the movie that we review with ones that we think are better. Yee. Um, so taglines for Halloween. Halloween. This isn't your grandpa's Halloween. Oh, wait, I misread that. This is your grandpa's Halloween. <laughs> yeah, because he's an old grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's here's mine. And this will take some explanation on the back end. There's a Michael in the yard. A <laughs> Mike Myers is in the yard. <laughs> That's Red and William Shatner's voice. Yeah. Because, fun fact, the mask for Mike Myers is William Shatner mask. Painted white. And then his hair is dyed brown. Yeah. And then his eye holes are cut out a little bit more. It was like the cheapest mask that they could find in the store uh, at the time. And they just they just modded it out. And William Shatner didn't even know that his quote unquote likeness was used for Mike Myers until like many years later when in an interview someone was like, so how did you feel about being, you know, Mike, the face of Mike Myers? And he's like, 
What? What? <laughs> Actually, I heard. I I just read recently that it wasn't an actual Halloween mask, like bought off the shelf. It was a cast. It was like a mask from an episode of Star Trek where they made a death mask for William Shatner. Oh. So it was literally this one prop company or this one like mask company made it for the production of a Star Trek episode or something. And when they're looking to get this mask, they looked at like the serial number and the stuff on that was written on the neck part of the mask and they saw the the company that made them. They're like, "Oh yeah, we got like we got like six of them. We can, I'll give you the whole box." Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard Trivia. it was the cheapest. I heard it was the cheapest mask in the store. But huh. either, Interesting. Either one, I would believe. Yours yeah. is a little bit more in depth, so yeah. probably true. Um, Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis's most pants-shitting project since her Activia commercials. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Halloween. Mikey, don't ride this short bus. Because. Okay. <laughs> it did not land at all. <laughs> He's right. You know, they would go to... Tr- the whole reason he got out was they transported him in a bus. Oh. And, uh, okay. And then he, he just... He took care of all... Basically everyone in the bus, with the exception of the prisoners. Like, right. That works. Halloween. The real killer is osteoporosis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's he's degenerating. Halloween, the scariest mask since William Shatner's actual face. Ooh, ouch! Wow, coming in. So you 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 get to you get to benefit from my explanation. Yeah, heavy breathing, heavy stabbing. (laughs) Halloween, the best Mike Myers movie since Wayne's World. I liked, you know, but I liked Austin Powers, all right. Yeah. Austin Powers 2, I'm sorry. You didn't like the first one? The first one was fine, but it didn't have no Heather Graham in it. That's all I'm saying. Mm, true. She was... But Elizabeth mm, Hurley, man. Peak, no. Heather Graham what? wins that fight. Yeah. I don't know. They should fight it out for my love. Elizabeth Hurley wins because she's more sophisticated. No, Heather Heather Graham has got those. She's got that lanky. You know, she's she's got the reach. She could mm. no problem take out Hurley. <laughs> okay. All right, those are all my taglines. Mine, te- mine too. Next, we play Lifetime Movie or Horror Movie. to my wife for uh playing that for us she's that's not here a, right now but she she recorded it a that's while original ago. content y'all yeah okay so in this game we explained it before i read a summary of a movie and david has to guess whether this is a movie off of the lifetime channel or a movie from or a horror movie on netflix yeah so see how you do Compare yourself to me. A married man must deal with an obsessive former girlfriend after he moves back to his hometown. 
A married man must do. De- oh, this is. Oops, I married an axe murderer. This is a horror movie. This is a lifetime movie. God damn it. It's Hush. From 2005. Hush? Wait, Hush is a horror movie. No, this is a different one. Two. A college reporter uncovers secrets about campus crime after her roommate is raped by the school's star athlete. Um, wait. Okay, can you can you give me that to me one more time? A college reporter uncovers secrets about campus crime after her roommate is raped by the school's star athlete. Um, uh, at this point, now, I don't have a lot to go off of here. This could easily be either, <laughs> although it sounds like a Lifetime mu- movie, and and the fact that you just made one a Lifetime movie tells me you try and do tricky shit all the time, so you're like, you'll never suspect one back to back. <laughs> so, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Lifetime movie. Yeah. Correct. Okay. That was Silencing Mary, 1998. Okay, whatever. Okay. Okay, number three. Prison isn't payback enough for what they did to their son. They're taking revenge into their own hands. Prison isn't enough for what they did to their own son? No. Prison isn't payback enough for what they did to their son. They're taking revenge into their own hands. So I think what it is like this is so such confusing wording. The w- yeah. there's like three days in a row. Right. So it's like who the fuck are you this talking is, about? This is bad grammar. No, the parents are taking revenge on their sons. Some whoever victimized their son because prison isn't payback enough. That's the takeaway. Um, it would see now. I'm just it's this is this is such a solid premise of reading the synopsis that i literally have to go i have to dissect your like i'm not even thinking about the na- the description of the movie i'm just thinking about your psychology uh-huh. and what you would do and i'm gonna say he'd never suspect a third lifetime movie in a row <laughs> i'm gonna go lifetime movie horror. Oh. it's a horror movie what is that that is the tortured on Netflix. I have not seen that. Yeah. It sounds like a revenge movie. They were only chasing a little fun and some seriously weird crime until the creepy fun turned horrific. That, there's nothing to go off of there. <laughs> they were only chasing a little fun. And then that got, and then it got bigger. The fun got no fun. How does it go? Um, they were only chasing a little fun and some seriously weird crime until the creepy fun turned horrific. Sounds like Scooby-Doo, too. I'm gonna go horror. Horror! That was a horror movie. Um, Satanic on Netflix. Satanic? Okay, so you're all tied up. This is the tiebreaker. Number five. A 911 operator receives a ghostly call from a child murdered 30 years before and becomes obsessed with unraveling the crime. What she discovers shatters her. I think we've actually done this one before. I think you've done this one before. I didn't cross it out, so we're going to do it again. 911 operator. (laughs) Definitely won't remember what it is, though. (laughs) Lifetime. I think it's a lifetime. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Correct. I win. I got three out of five. Got three out of five. All right. That was Lifetime Movie or Horror Movie. Let us know how you did. 
on Twitter. Give us your score. I dare you. You won't. Did you win over David? Did you get all of them? Who knows? Well, you do. You do. So tell us. Or not. I. Yeah. Um. There's some great... On Twitter, there's that guy that keeps posting like the all the the horror movie yeah his horror DVD movie covers count, horror movie countdown yeah or and halloween a, countdown there's a couple of those that could either be lifetime movie or a horror movie just yeah. out of, off of those covers yeah um boy what's his name the survivor um keith the survivor keith price jr at keith price jr yeah he's he's constantly tweeting at us i love it yeah because he's got he's he's the latest one is uh trick or treat Wait, Trick or Treat was that the two thousand something one that had that was like a compilation of three different stories or something like that? That was a good movie if it was. I think it was Trick or Treat. Anyway, oh, the house is October built, and the house is October built too. <laughs> that could that could easily be a lifetime movie title. Yeah. Okay. Horror movie news. All right. Um, were there any Were there any trailers that stuck out from from Halloween? You know, I actually uh, I wrote down some of the trailers because there were so many. Um, yeah, it was like twenty minutes of trailers. The one that stuck out most was the Jennifer Lopez romantic comedy. Like, no, it wasn't a romantic comedy. It was like a women's empowerment movie. I guess that actually makes sense now that I say that out loud. But yeah, there's a Jennifer Lopez movie advertised at the opening of Halloween. There was Pet Cemetery, yeah, um, and The Prodigy. There was also Glass. Um, all of all of which, all of which I'm pretty excited for. Mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery, the original, is one of my very favorite horror movies. Mm-hmm. I love it, and I don't know, I don't know how. It's, I don't think you should really toy with it yeah it it's it's good because of the vibe you get from it and the vibe is not recreatable easily recreatable because it's it's got that misery vibe kind of you know it's got that twin peaks vibe Mm. where it's like i don't know kind of like wholesome wholesome but something's off but something's off yeah it's like small town good feels yeah, it didn't look like that's the tone that they're going for in the no, trailer. And that's really what I like most about Pet Cemetery. So, I'm interested to see where it goes. It looks like they're like they're really tr- trying to do a good job on it. I just the thing that I enjoy the most about it is the vibe and I can't imagine they can get it right, but if they can, I'll I'm I'll be there with bells on. Right. Um okay, other movie news. John Krasinski is writing A Quiet Place 2. Oh boy. You know what? Quiet Place, I can easily say. Like, while it's not my very favorite horror movie, it's definitely top three this year. Yeah. Uh, and also, maybe, yeah, top three or four this year. And it's also the most enjoyable movie theater experience I've ever had. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> Best movie theater experience I've ever had. Right. I, I thought to myself as I read that John Krasinski is writing A Quiet Place too. thought, well, he must be done done now. Yeah, what? I mean, it's not like it takes a lot of dialogue to write. Oh. 
<laughs> quiet place too. Yeah, it's like, a lot of describing right. the scenery. Yeah, we're done with dialogue. Yeah, dialogue on, is... on to production. And then he signs some stuff at another guy. Yeah. Um, second news item: John Carpenter talks potential sequels, reboots of his films. I'm up for almost. <laughs> I'm up for almost anything that involves money. <laughs> so, in an interview with Den of Geek, I love this. He says, "I don't know. Let's see the next proposal. I can't do a blanket kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yes, I'll do that. I don't know, but I'm up for almost anything that involves money. That's a nice thing. It's always nice." The legendary filmmaker revealed. So, yeah, we know the motivations of John Carpenter. Yeah, like I'm sure he's going to make a ton of money off of halloween yeah and he's yeah i don't think he's interested in making movies himself anymore or directing them the last movie he directed was back in 2010 i saw i you know i I, (laughs) i'm interested in anything that involves money i like (laughs) the most honest hollywood answer (laughs) all those horror guys are that way they're just brazen that you know they don't they don't give a shit yeah like they've been like second class citizens in hollywood their whole lives and it and and they've also been like trendsetters their whole lives like wes craven being dead is such a sad thing to me because he was so irreverent and so hit nail on the head all the time with everything he made uh Man, John Carpenter. Any yeah, and and anything he touches is going to be pretty good. Yeah. Even though, even although this quote gives me pause. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does explain a lot of the remakes that have been done up to this point. Yeah, that's right. So, um, I mean, it sounds like he was relatively, I mean, not involved on Halloween, but they definitely brought him on board and to get yeah. his voice in there. I mean, look what they did to the thing. Um, okay, last news item, and this is probably a little old by now. Um, insidious and sinister crossover may happen, according to Jason Blum. So during an interview with Cinepop for The Last Key, Blum had the following to say when asked if he could ever see something like an insidious, sinister crossover happen. I hope so. I want to. We almost did insidious and sinister, and I still feel like we might do that. So I think so. I think we're going to cross our worlds at some point. I don't know how yet, but we're going to try. So, I mean, horror movies, especially Conjuring and stuff, are really getting into the cinematic universe a la Marvel as much as they can. I gotta be honest. Like, Insidious and Sinister, I almost... Like, I, I can't... I can't... First of all, I can't think of the differences between them <laughs> and... Neither of them stand out in my head. Here's what stands out in my head for both of them. Both of them are are titles or franchises that people say to me, "Oh man, Insidious." Oh man. And I and I go, "I have forgettable fucking movie." And they're like, "Oh man, it works for me." I'm like, "Okay, that's fair. Sinister Man. Oof." And I'm like, "I just can't It's so it was so forgettable for me, both of them." I think I, I mean, can't Insidious remember was remotely a, what they were like. They were like dreams or something like that. I can't remember. No, the one it was, like was one alternate, was demon. alternate universe. Or, I I can't remember exactly. I, remember. I, I think I've only seen Insidious, but but yeah, I, I heard that same thing. People are saying, "Oh, this is so good." I've seen I saw, all of them, all of was, the sequels, even. It was like they're they're passable. I mean, they're fives. Yeah. I think I think the main thing about it, Insidious, is PG thirteen, right? 
I don't know. I think that's the thing, and and I and it's very reminiscent of um, Poltergeist. And I know you're not a big fan of that movie, yeah. But for me, those those type of movies, I really like those. The the Doorway, family entryway, the family where it's like a kid that's kind of this portal to the paranormal, and they're kind of panicking because the stuff is weird. And I don't know. It gets it, there's something about parents not knowing what's happening with their kid that's very strong for me yeah I that's why i like that. like babadook so much oh, it's the man. same kind of thing that movie dragged on so long uh, yeah i think maybe that's just a a main difference between us two because i love those movies and I, yeah I, I even i even put paranormal activity down on that spectrum of this is a family weird stuff starts to happen it's based in just family life experience. I love that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it has for me paranormal activity works not because not because it's rooted in a family, um but because of the subject matter of the of the antagonist. Um and, you know, but it's the, the one that did that worked in Spades, so but actually Quiet Place worked because it was based around a family for me and also um Hereditary uh, was the ultimate family like horror movie yeah it was it just tapped into your worst nightmare of what what could happen in to, <laughs> to right. your family right. by far right that's all the horror movie news for today um thanks everyone for listening please share the podcast with a friend if you dig it or if you think someone else will dig it um uh, we love your feedback if you want to communicate with us on social media we're pretty responsive to Twitter messages and Facebook messages. We always do fun little things on social media. we got a poll up. Actually, that that is a good question that I'd like to ask the audience, if you're still here, which you're probably not. Um, if you're still listening, let us know what you think about the use of trailers in the episodes, whether that do you like it? Do you hate it? Yeah. yeah. Does it set the Does it set the stage good? Is it something that you want to hear? Would you rather us just say check out the post and watch the trailer on on the uh, on our website? Um, we put a poll up on Facebook, and I was surprised that most people said that they liked it. Um, I thought it kind of like puts the brakes on the episode, but so that's why we're including it. We're thinking about just taking it off and just saying watch the trailer on our website yeah we got to give a shout out to to brian and the kiggins oh yeah that's right for halloween they're yeah. they're uh showing uh the original halloween on what october 26th october 26th at nine thirty at kiggins theater in vancouver washington if you're local you'll know where that is um they're we're gonna showing, be there yeah we'll be sure. there um brian is from a podcast called the horror aisle. The horror aisle, um, and and he's putting he hosts like like a monthly showing at Kiggins, and this month is the original Halloween, nineteen seventy eight Halloween, and so go check it out. Tickets are ten dollars, and we'll be there. You yeah, can we'll be come there. Come up and say hi. And and uh, the Kiggins is great. It's a local little local movie theater. Like old school historic, yeah. They built serve, in like nineteen thirty something. Yeah, they serve beer and zops and all kind of like you know old classic kind of kind of stuff. So you know, grab some popcorn and uh, and check it out. It's uh, it's local. It's fun and yeah. Thanks, yeah. Brian, for for yeah, thanks, doing Brian. that. 
Um, special thanks to anyone else. Did we have? Oh, Brad. We gotta we gotta say thanks to Biggin, uh, Brad uh, Biggin Kerrigan for uh, giving us a shout out on on Twitter and recommending us to all his friends. Yeah. Uh, who's this? Oh yeah. Dude, what's that all about? <laughs> all right, never mind. Got to respond to that girl. Yeah, she gave kind of the review of Halloween. Her review of Halloween. That's cool. Got to respond to her, though. I did. Well, I, I got to respond to that. Whatever. I was like, who was talking about me? <laughs> okay. Um, this was Horror Movie Talk. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.